Hi, I'm Polina. And I'm Peter. Welcome to Tap Into the Extraordinary podcast, the accountability circle for go-getters, overachievers, and big dreamers. Join us as we discover what it takes to tap into the extraordinary. Hi, Peter. How are you? How's your week been? I'm pretty good, actually. Um, the week has been has been crazy, um, but that's yeah. a good thing, I guess. It's just, you know, sometimes when you're really, really busy and yeah. you're not getting enough sleep, and it just feels like everything's on top of you. It's felt like that this week, and I'm trying to I'm trying to struggle to find balance. And, uh, okay, I'm trying is the operative yeah. word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How are you with meditation and mindfulness? Uh, not very good. That's definitely one area <laughs> that I I definitely need to improve on because I I'm I'm just shocking at it. I get I'm one of those people that I get busy and I just get into tunnel vision. And okay, then yeah, something yeah. else pops up and it's like, oh my God, I've got to do that really, really quickly. Or, you know, when, you know, when you're busy doing something, but it's like, you're being dragged to the left and dragged to the right. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. It's, it's like that most of the time for me. Okay. So distractions is a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. It can be. It can be. How's your week been? It's been good. When I think about it, it was just like one of those average weeks in terms of work. I feel like my work just finally evening out because it's been like a few crazy months mm-hmm. uh but it's been time of reflection obviously end of one month starts of a new month so yeah. goal setting reevaluating my goals we're yeah. halfway through the year i can't believe that because that has also put me in a bit of a reflection mode because i'm like wow this year has been crazy but uh we're halfway through the year so like how close are we to like what we want yeah. to achieve um so it's been it's been good i think i had some time to reflect and like really think of like how can I fine tune everything in my life to like get me even closer to the goals mm-hmm. and like what I want to achieve this year so just doing little tweaks to like my exercise regimen for example or mm-hmm. to my diet or to my daily routine etc so like just fine tuning everything a little bit because I think especially now that we are resuming to some kind of normality should we say or at least that's what everyone wants to feel like is happening um we no longer have that excuse of like oh we are all locked in at home and so on Mm -hmm. so now it's like okay we've had a few months that you may have fallen behind for a bit but now is the time to like okay gear up again and let's go like we still have six months to go yeah yeah i mean it's crazy when you think of it really it's like it's july it's nuts it's absolutely crazy I just, oh, I just, and I, how different does your ear look like from what you planned it to be? <laughs> this is a scary part for me. Like the ear looks completely different from how I imagined it at this point. Well, let's put it this way. In January, <laughs> I, I signed a contract to a very, very nice job with, with very, very nice pay. And mm-hmm. fast forward to now after COVID and everything that's happened, I'm now self, self-employed. I've got a number of things going on, which I just wouldn't have thought that I would be in this position at all. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's 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 uh, it's challenging, but it's also quite exciting as well. What's on the horizon? Because um, stuff that I'm doing on YouTube, I'm going to qualify for the YouTube partnership this week, like literally in a couple of days' time. I'll qualify nice. for that so I can get set up so the content can be monetized from there. Um, yeah. I've taken on a good number of coaching clients that before okay. I wasn't really doing because mm, I didn't really push it but now yeah. I've got coaching clients that are signing up um to me 
I've got introducer agreements and all kinds of manual things. I've got a new um, brand, which I'll probably talk about a bit later on, that is all set up. There's a lot of stuff going on. And um, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have thought I would have been in this position at all um, at the beginning of this year. Definitely not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I keep saying this, and I'm sure like we've all seen the memes on social media, but I genuinely feel like at this point of 2020, there's nothing that can surprise me. Like, and nothing that life can throw at me that I would be like, oh, well, this is out of the ordinary. <laughs> <laughs> this is unexpected. Yeah. Uh, I think yesterday I witnessed uh, a video on Instagram of a huge ego carrying a shark over Miami. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, this this is something else I never thought I was in life. Um, any day the aliens now will arrive. So <laughs> that's how it's going. But I I do think that there are positives too as well because it has definitely like pushed me to do things like the podcast, which mm-hmm. maybe otherwise may not have happened. Yeah. Or things like my marketing degree, which may have happened, but I did sign up to it in start of this year i think it was like january february when i was mm-hmm. completing my application for it and the positive side to it is that now i'm doing a degree while being in kind of like lockdown for the last few months so i did actually have a lot more time to focus on it and in normal times i would have really struggled between social life work and focusing on a degree at the same time but that wasn't so much of an issue now when everyone was at home so yeah. there have been like positives out of it and i think it's made everyone think creatively about achieving your goals, or I hope it has. Mm-hmm. But from what I'm seeing around me, a lot of people have started businesses during this downtime, or yeah. a lot of people are innovating. Even in my day job, a lot of businesses are innovating the way they approach customers, the way they work with customers. And I may have mentioned this before, but some of the projects I'm working on now, three months ago, if I had proposed them, not three months, okay, let's say six months ago, if I had proposed them, people would be like, you're crazy. Why do mm-hmm. we need to do that? And yeah. it's just really speeded up the process of digitalization. Mm-hmm. Like some of the virtual experiences that like Verizon in the moment is working on or just everyone in the moment is working on. Some of the virtual events we have witnessed in the last few months, um, all of those things may never have been created if it wasn't for COVID and we were all forced to stay at home. Yeah, that's true. Very, very true. I'll be interesting. So obviously we've had a, a bit of feedback from the first episode now and um, people are keen to kind of join in with this conversation. The thing is, right, they've only listened to the first episode. They've not listened to the second one yet. And this, this, yeah, so this one right here is the third episode that we're recording right now. So they've not even, they've only, they've only heard the first one. And I know that people are already keen to be involved with the whole goal setting and the accountability side yeah. of things. So yeah. I would love to hear... And we are going to create a community. So by the time you hear this, it should be up and running. I'd love to hear how you feel this year has gone based on everything that's happened now. How much of a difference is it from what you thought it was going to be in January? And what changes have you had to implement? Where, where does it where has it put you in the in the landscape of things? Yeah. We'd love to know because I would love to know whether there's a pattern across the people that listen to us in terms of where they've ended up. But it will be interesting to see and hear. Yeah, literally pause the podcast right here. Take a minute or two. Don't forget to come back to it, of course. But yeah. take a minute or two just to reflect and like think about uh, what changes have you had to make, whether it's in your behavior, whether it's in your habits, whether it's in your mindset. Just how has this period challenged you to think differently and do differently? 
uh, and we would love to hear about it because I think there's some. I'm seeing more positives rather than negatives out of this whole thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, there's the negative side of loads of people uh, dying, but equally, when we talk about personal development and growth, I think it has been like turbulent times. What, what was the saying? Uh, skilled sailors are made in rough seas. Mm -hmm. This is it. This was like as rough as it gets. Yeah. So uh, I think turbulent times always have the tendency of creating great innovation great ideas so um we would love to hear a bit more about like how you found there and what you've had to adjust in your life absolutely um, absolutely and so for as you probably know if you listen to the second one um we are going to start off every other well every episode from this point onwards with an accountability mm -hmm. circle because let's face it guys this is what it is and uh this is where we get to call each other out and hopefully this is where you get to call yourself out or your circle of friends out if you've got a bunch of people listening to this which you know we would absolutely love if you get like a bunch of your mates together that are like-minded and listen to this podcast and call each other out fantastic so we're gonna we're gonna move on to the phase of the accountability mm -hmm. circle and what we have managed to achieve based on what we set as goals at the end of episode two we're going to do exactly the same as well in this episode we're going to get we're going to set goals for the next episode episode four beginning of episode four we're going to call ourselves out as well so i'm a gentleman i'm going to let ladies go first because uh, i have got your goals here for the <laughs> so how how have you done against your against your goals so i know that you set there you set it across you had personal goals you had uh, well-being goals and you had professional goals as well so okay. i think when you listed them out you were very very particular in terms of how um you set things up to help you achieve them you're very methodical in that in that regard yeah. so some of the things that you okay. had written down here was you know you wanted to make sure that your your, your well-being was was intact you downloaded the app to make sure that your mind mindfulness was was right mm -hmm. you talked about losing weight exercising five to six day five to six times a week on lunch break how have you how have you gotten with that yeah i have gotten on uh great with that actually uh as of this month as well <laughs> i'll tell you later what i'm introducing as of this month as a, to, as a build up to last month but yeah i think exercise has definitely kept up uh the way i did that was i was very methodical about it because you need to how do i say this don't trust yourself. Don't trust yourself because you feel like it today, you uh -huh. will feel like it tomorrow. So put things in place that even if you don't feel like it tomorrow, you have to do it. So like schedule it in. My workouts have been blocked for the last month between 12 and 1 o'clock in my diary. If you look, it says lunchtime workouts. So no one can book meetings in it. Yes, there have been the occasional odd day where I have had to jump into meetings. But most days, so like, let's say 20 days out of the whole month, I have been able to like jump into the lunchtime workout. And there have been many days where I didn't feel like it, but because he was there and I knew it's scheduled and it would be easier to join in a group. So I also knew myself and I knew that the first month of quarantine, I was really finding it hard to like find my own initiative to exercise mm -hmm. so like finding my own time i would be like oh i'll wake up in the morning and be like i'll do it lunchtime and then lunchtime i'll post going to the evening and then the evening i'll be tired and i'll skip the exercise so mm -hmm. i made the conscious effort to like join a group of like-minded individuals accountability again on instagram who do daily workouts together so every day at lunchtime they go live and they do a workout together 
So I joined it because I knew there'll be other people, so I won't be alone. I knew they scheduled every day at the same time. So, and it's locked off in my diary. So that's kind of how I created the system in place. So it's less likely I fail. I also put on my gym clothes every morning. As soon as I wake up, I put on my gym clothes, knowing that at lunchtime I have a workout. So, and then I'll change it to normal clothes afterwards. But that also gets into the mindset of like, yeah, in a few hours time, I'm working out. And because I have gym clothes on, it's more effort to then change uh, then I'm taking away all the distractions basically to facilitate mm-hmm. me doing uh, the job. And how did you get on with the mindfulness? Mindfulness, great. Uh, I have actually been doing meditating twice a day for 10 to 15 minutes for a month and a half now. Okay. And I couldn't recommend it more. That's why I actually started doing meditate because for people like us who have a lot going on, you really need those 10 minutes where your mind just clears and like it just takes away all the all the clutter from your brain because i feel like we constantly have like going on to-do list in my head it's constantly like working literally 24 7 being like okay if i'm done with this i need to do this i need to do that and i also need to remember to message someone about something else so mindfulness just makes you sit down for 10 minutes and just pause and be present and like it's only 10 minutes but sometimes i genuinely feel like i feel so rested after 10 minutes that i'm like okay now i can go harder because my mind is clearer mm-hmm. so i could not recommend it more literally it's probably one of the best new habits that i have introduced in this period so what app did you download i downloaded calm so calm. yeah yeah i know calm think about this is they have um guided mindfulness so like for the first 30 days you they actually have a program for if you're new to mindfulness they show you mm-hmm. different ways that you can meditate um sorry if you're not if you're new to mindfulness mindfulness is something different i don't want to confuse people to meditation if you're new to meditation they'll guide you through it uh and i wouldn't say i'm an expert at this stage so i would still struggle it to like sit there by myself and meditate but even with just the guide for 10 to 15 minutes, it literally is a game changer. I can see why uh-huh. so many successful people sing its praises because it genuinely gives you that brain capacity that you need to like just declutter your mind every now yeah. and then something that's going on and then restart. And you could do that as many times as you want in a day, but for me physically it's about two times. And okay. I usually do it when I feel like my brain's about to overheat. Okay. And uh so the, the the big one that you had was your your masters, and I know yeah. you spent a lot of time. From speaking to you in the last you know few weeks, I know that you spent a lot of time to knock that out. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, I'm doing a digital marketing uh, strategy qualification at the moment, and as part of that, I have assignments to do, and they're like big pieces of work. Uh, I had to do like market research and just do loads of loads of work on it um and i also have a day job by the way so Uh this is already on top of everything i do so um the way i went about it was again very methodical because i just had to go back to my uni days and be like how did i used to do this and just remind myself the old ways um the deadline is the 22nd of july i had set myself personally a deadline at the end of june and i took four days i think i took two days off from work a Monday and Tuesday, so I can have a four-day weekend. I bear in mind I had already done some work, like started on it in May, 
but in June, I consciously took four days off intentionally to just work on the assignment and I literally did not leave my desk for four days. I did two breaks. It was very scheduled. It was very like systematic of working 20 minutes on, 20, 10 minutes, five minutes off, so on. But I managed to get it done a week before the end of June. So that's well the done. good news. It's done. Well done. All I have to do at this point is just format a presentation style and I have to submit it before the end of July. But really, the actual piece of work is done, which is, oh, it was a big relief, definitely a big, big relief. Like how much I've talked about this, so <laughs> to actually have a summer again feels great. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Well done. I think that was the main things on your list. I think um, that was it, to, to be honest. Yeah. Those yeah. were the big things. Um, on your list, mm-hmm. you had something very basic, but a lot of people miss it out. It was to get a new journal and to start daily journaling your to do list, everything you need to do. So just adding a bit more structure to your uh, organized oh, yes. chaos, like they say. <laughs> oh, yes. Let's have a look. Right there, right there. So if, if you can't hear, you can't see this if you're listening to the podcast, but there's videos of this available on YouTube. I did buy one of these on uh, Amazon. So mm-hmm. this has been kind of like my Bible with everything in terms of all of my coaching calls, all of my tasks, notes. You can see all there, it's all color coded. Well, you can't see it because of the contrast, but yeah, it's got a load of stuff <laughs> in there. And um, yeah, so I've got stuff in there. And yes, it's been, it really has been a lifesaver because it's something to basically reference and keep me on track. So it was very, very basic, but I knew that I basically needed this because there's so much going on right now that anything that's really, really important goes in this bad boy right here. And I look at it every day and think, well, okay, I need to, I need to work through a list basically and just knock things out. So it's been yeah. extremely valuable for me. Really, really valuable. That's good. I, again, highly recommend everyone getting a journal. It's the best thing you could do. And I have one right here as well. Again, you can't see it, but if you're watching this on YouTube, you can. So bonus for you. Uh, uh, and then you're, you had two more goals. Yeah. Oh, great. I know you've actually smashed it. So I actually feel like we need to chat <laughs> maybe more next month or this uh-huh. month. Uh, uh-huh. Your second goal was to create a media kit for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so that media, yeah, that's done. Um, that got done. It was a bit of a it was opening because I've never really done a media kit before, and it was like, well, so what do I put in this thing? And it's like, mm, okay, are these good numbers? Are these bad numbers? I don't know. But yeah, that was done because I got approached to do a little bit of work potentially with um a company. So as you guys know, I got a YouTube channel, Conversation of Money. My podcast is called Conversation Money Podcast. I'm on IG, Conversation of Money, where I talk about uh investing in the stock market, personal finance, managing money. Be being good with money, using money as a tool. So oftentimes I will get asked to perhaps do things for other businesses and, you know, talk about what they basically do or do reviews, that kind of stuff. So I needed a media kit for that. So that was eye-opening. You actually helped me with that. So thank you. No, that's all right. Anytime, anytime. Uh, And then launching the course. So you have a course that you wanted to launch, a financial course. Yeah. Yeah. With that launch now, where can we find it if it is launched? Well, yeah, so it is launched. And I'll tell you what, that was one thing that I completely underestimated. I underestimated okay. how much work it was going to take to get that done. But it is done. Um, so basically, the course is um, an investment course for beginners. So okay. obviously, people want to invest in the stock market now. They're very, very much interested in that. Using Trading 212, um, mm-hmm. Argy's Lansdowne, Wealthify, Moneybox, a few, few of the apps that I've reviewed that are very, very good. Um, 
but I often find that when I create content, I get questions. People are like, oh, so how does this work? They don't really understand it. So I've created a course specifically for that. And it guides you through all the basic stuff that you need to know, risk management, diversification. If you are going to be using Trading 212, well, how do you actually pick stocks? Because there's a little bit of a science behind that. So it breaks it down and that's now available. Although I do have to move the, ho the hosting because I had a bit of a nightmare this week. With the oh, okay. So basically it's a paid course and um, I found out day before yesterday. So I've got ads running for this course on, on Facebook and I spoke to my marketing guy like yesterday. It's like, people have bought your course, by the way. Have you not seen it? I was like, no. And um, all this while, the platform on Thinkific have had uh, a payment error. So when you go and pay for the course, it times out. So it won't let anybody onto the course. So I now have to move it from Thinkific onto a different platform now because I'm just oh, getting nice. no joy with their tickets with their tickets or support services. So it's unfortunate, but we live and learn about these things, don't we? Is there any way to at least find who those people were to like bring them back in? No. Oh, okay. So unfortunately it's one of those situations where it's quite frustrating but yeah you got to learn haven't you you've got to learn yeah yeah and like this accountability circle is already working uh i so one of my goals this is amazing by the way because i knew how much went into that course and like how long you were that ties in really well with today's topic you were procrastinating to get it done and like mm -hmm. fishing back because it was a big piece of work um but this accountability circle really works i knew the teacher rushed to get his course done even though it was pretty much ready he was too much of a perfectionist and also yeah. uh, there was an element of procrastination there so he is literally a perfect example for today's topic which we'll touch mm -hmm. in a second yeah. um but it's working because he got the course done and i uh, one of my other goals, I don't know if we actually mentioned that, but I think one of my other goals for this month was to um, finish uh, a website, an e-commerce website. That I was yes, 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 for your mum. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I was building an e-commerce website for our family business and literally days before we were before we got to today to record <laughs> it, I looked at my goals and I was like, oh my God, no, this is still not done. And I have been rushing like crazy <laughs> for the last few days to get this website finished. And now it's finished and it's unofficially launched, uh, officially launching next week, hopefully. But it's finished. And I literally had this payment method that was terrorizing me for like a month. I couldn't get sorted this payment method on the website to work. The website was ready. The payment method wasn't there. Mm -hmm. The same thing. There was no way for people to pay for it. They mm -hmm. could browse goods, but they couldn't pay for anything or order anything as much. Yeah. Uh, and because of the accountability circle and because we knew that we had the podcast recording coming up and we talk about our goals, I got it done because... I couldn't come today and on the first time to do a <laughs> had already failed on my like aims or targets. Yeah. So it works, guys. Like it really, really works. Realistic yeah. deadlines and just having someone to hold you accountable and saying it out loud. Because if I haven't said it out loud to anyone, that website may have carried on like unfinished for some time. Yeah. So I mean, so yeah, guys, if you're listening to this and you did take note from the last one. How have you got on with your goals? Have you, have you completed mm -hmm. all the full list? Have you completed half of the list? Have you are, are you a quarter of the way through? Listen, it doesn't really matter whether you know you complete the full list or not. The the key thing is that you make progress on that list because yeah. you know it, 
there's one thing knowing what you need to do. There's one thing doing it. Um, and yeah. there's one thing completing what you need to do. So the aim of this is to hopefully help you identify what it is that you need to do and help you complete that task and you know, hold yourself accountable. Um, I'm, I'm sure that my, my goals for this episode are going to be quite uh, hefty. I've got a lot going on and we'll talk a little bit about that a bit later on. Yeah, yeah, good. And that is actually a really nice segue into today's topic. So I put this topic forward because it's something that I have had to deal with regularly, but even more so during the current situation and pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like it's just something that has on occasion held me back. And I think it's something that we all consciously or subconsciously do. And that is self-sabotaging ourselves in all its glorious forms and shapes, whether Mm -hmm. that is procrastination, Mm -hmm. whether that is being perfectionist, Mm -hmm. um, whether that is just general self-sabotage. There's many different ways that we sabotage ourselves. Even when we are set for success, we'll find ways to sabotage ourselves and we won't even realize it. Like this is how programmed we are that sometimes it's genuinely like subconsciously self-sabotage yourself and you need to do some deep thinking to figure it out. Um, And we just heard how I finished my assignment for my master's, my assignment one. Before I started this assignment, so the course started in April. So since April, since the start of April, I have had this assignment knowing that the deadline is in July. Peter knows that it took me the longest time to actually start this assignment, even though it's extremely closely related to what I do day to day in my job. So this should be an easy peasy for me. And I, I knew that when I start this course, it would be very practical. It would teach me a lot. It should be easy peasy. And for the longest time, I was procrastinating starting there. Like I did all the online courses there was. I was doing all the online webinars, anything to basically avoid to do the assignments. And at the end, I literally had to like spend a day on a weekend and be like, okay, what is wrong? And just have a conversation with myself, inner conversation with myself to be like, this should be easy. Why are you... So why are you postponing this? So procrastinating this for the longest time, starting it. What was um, the answer to that? Um, what was the answer to that? What was the answer to that the question? Answer was, it's quite deep, actually. I think I, I literally had to think about like, what's stopping you? You literally do this day to day. Like, why is this such a big issue? And then it's that it came across my mind that in my head, I had said that I am doing this degree and once this degree is finished in March next year, I said I wanted to do this degree before I start my own business and once I'm finished with it, I want to start my own business next year. Mm -hmm. So somewhere in my head, my brain realized that if I do this assignment, I'll be one step closer to that business. Mm-hmm. which is a lot of pressure. Like, I didn't realize how much pressure it is because I was like, it's just an assignment. Why am I so stressed about that? It's just so many thousand words. Like, it's not a big deal. It's just a degree. Um, and I, like, I deal with like huge accounts of work that cost millions. This should be nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I was just so intimidated by it. And I think it's because subconsciously I know that this is one step to starting a, close to starting a business. 
starting a business is really intimidating. Mm-hmm. Like it's a whole new chapter. It's going to open a whole new chapter. It's going to be very much outside of my comfort zone. And for the longest time, I was postponing it. And the moment I had that realization, I was like, ah, this is why my brain is refusing, to, like is procrastinating because it's self-sabotaging itself. It's like, if you do this, you're one step close to that. And then it gets more and more comfortable. The closer we get to that big goal of finishing the degree and starting a business afterwards, the more and more uncomfortable it's going to get because then it becomes more real. Yeah. So this is a perfect example of how I was self-sabotaging myself. And the moment I had that realization, I was like, okay, like you can't do this. You can't sabotage yourself. You're not helping yourself. So I actually made a start on it. And here we are, like a month before the deadline, I actually finished it. So yeah. but it took some thinking to get me to the point of where I was like, why is this such a big issue? It shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, I think I probably yeah. had the same thing when I was looking at the investment course. I don't know. It's weird, really, because like, I know what I know. And I know that I understand like the investment world, like the back of, well, like the back of my hand, really, mm. like, because I've worked in it for such a long time. So I know how markets work. I know how investment funds work. I know if you're a beginner, where you should begin and what accounts you should be looking at. If you're going to be trading stocks or trying to pick stocks with trading 212, I know exactly what the what you should be looking for, the research you need to do. But I think for me, I was like, oh, it's there, it's there. I've got it all in my head, but it's like putting it down. And this is my problem. I am a perfectionist. And I and yeah. I and I overanalyze things sometimes because I'm a perfectionist. So I'm like, okay, so is there more detail I need to put into this? Uh, is that framed the right way? Are people going to understand it the right way? And it's like, well, hang on a second. Like sometimes it's like I know what I know, but I'm like, okay, but is that enough to a certain extent? And then there's the added there's the added layer to it of well, if I go and produce this this course, then nobody buys it. It's like, well, I would have wasted my time or things like that those are the kind of thoughts that you that you then get in the back of your mind and it's like hang on a second why am i doing this in the first place i'm doing this so i can actually empower people Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. next to a normal person who doesn't work in financial services is never doesn't know anything about the stock market everything that is in that course will take them leaps and bounds towards knowing exactly what they're doing and what account they should be opening how to put money in how to diversify portfolio. If they are going to be picking stocks, you're going to know how you pick stocks by the end of that course. So it's almost like just taking a step back as well. Like you're cool. Don't worry about it. Don't think too much. And that, that for me is extremely difficult because my natural inclination is to analyze. No, no, you could say that better. No, no, no. It could be framed better. That, that could look, look a little bit better. It's not, I'm, it was, I had to battle with the whole, look, just get it done. Like just get yeah. it done. Like there's this thing which is like a finished product is better than perfect because mm. perfect is never finished. But if you finish it, it's actually better than making it perfect because I don't know, there's this stigma and I am a perfectionist. I like, I used to be a perfectionist and I'm trying to go away from it, like consciously making an effort so I can a hundred percent relate. But um, for years, when I used to go to interviews, job interviews, and people would be like, what are your strengths? And I'll be like, oh, I'm a perfectionist. And now I realize this is actually a weakness mm-hmm. because you are always doubting yourself. Are you good enough? Is what you're doing good enough? Which then poses another question is like, 
why are your achievements or why are your achievements tied to your, to your identity? Mm-hmm. Why is that product or what I achieve tied to me being good enough? Yeah, you know what, right? When I was doing this course, you know me, and I think I told you this, yeah. right? When I was doing it, I was, I was, I was thinking about it so much. I was like, oh my God, right? is, this, is this fine? Is this okay? Does it look okay? And I actually took a consultation with two people who have successful courses already. And yeah. I remember being on the call, they were like, dude, like, this looks amazing. Like, did you do this? I'm like, yeah. He goes, it's very engaging. Visually, it's very, very engaging. He goes, why have you not got it out? I said, oh, I just want to make sure it's all like perfect. And he goes, no, dude get it out now. It's there. It looks engaging. The content is engaging. And I was like, maybe a part of me needed that little bit of validation, like from somebody who knew. And again, sometimes we, I think as human beings, we, we do seek that. And I think that's, that goes back to us being kids and looking up to our parents for approval. And I don't think that ever leaves us even as adults, right? We're still looking for some kind of, is that the right thing to do? You're looking for that nod, like, Yeah. yeah, crack on. But oftentimes you don't get that. You have to go on gut instinct and yeah. you know what the gut instinct is telling you. And I, I'm a big believer, by the way, that, you know, if your gut is telling you to do one thing, do mm-hmm. it because it is absolutely right. My gut has never been okay. wrong on anything at all. But I think an element of to this is you have to trust your gut instinct. And yeah. that can be the hardest thing to do, especially when there are other things at stake. Like, oh, yeah. how am I going to pay the bill? So one of the things that I had to do, and I, I, I led it, uh, alluded to that in the last episode, was I had to pay down a load of money just to make sure from a financial standpoint, I wasn't going to be too overstretched. And, you know, I've yeah. been really, really lucky. Some, so much stuff has happened since the last episode, I'll tell you. I've now got yeah. like one contract in place to basically, you know, I've got one stream of income. I've got maybe another two or three that will come online f- fairly shortly. So a lot has changed. And again, if I look at this from back in January, told me I would have been here absolutely no way absolutely mm-hmm. no way yeah yeah and imagine like if you were if you were still trying to perfect things you wouldn't have launched any of these things you wouldn't have all these streams of income you may still be like pondering on is that even a business mm-hmm. so, well, well I guess to a certain extent there's still the question of yeah I mean to a certain extent there's still the question of whether it is still a business but the fact is I have something there now that for people mm. who want to learn how to invest in the market and they're not going to go see a financial advisor, they're watching YouTube and trying to figure it out on their own. This thing yeah. is going to guide you. So that as a product is there. People can go and pick that up and, and get some real benefits and real value from it. So with all these kind of things, I don't know what's going to happen with the course going forward. It might completely fall flat on its face. Who knows, right? Mm. Obviously I'm going to do the marketing bits and pieces and try and do the things that I can control in the process of it. But ultimately who knows? I think, at the end of the day, and I say this a lot, even with my personal, I'm like, okay, well, what's the worst thing that can happen in terms of, well, your, tw- and actually, I'll give you real examples of this. How many people, and anyone listening to this will be able to relate, how many times have you been in a situation where you're like, oh, yeah, I need to do that. You don't do it. And then a year later, the same situation happens and you're at the same yeah. position. You're like, shit, I should have done this 12 months ago. It's it's that kind of thing with the investment course where it's like, if I don't do it now, I'm going to think in 12 months ago, oh, I should have done that thing. I wonder how it would have went. And no, it's now it's there. If it fails, it fails. If it succeeds, great, fantastic. But at least it's done now. 
Uh, I mean, I really believe in law of attraction and there's this saying in law of attraction that like life will keep serving in the same lesson or the same challenge over and uh -huh. over again until you like tackle it. I'll tell you what, that is so, so true. That is so, so true. How many people, how many people have been like, oh yeah, I should really have some money in the bank and just make sure that I'm okay just in case <laughs> I can't work. And then something happens, it's like COVID comes along, it's like, Shit, I should have had some money in the bank. Like I had yeah. a conversation with my mate the other week. He was saying, I should have done something when you said. I'm like, dude, but now you've learned. This is the third time of you <laughs> learning. <laughs> Are you going to do something about it now? Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's actually very true. Like, so just tackle it that once and for all. Stop procrastinating. Don't postpone it. Tackle it and then just move on with your life. Uh, but I think the other side of perfectionism as well is that the way probably what is you just what you just described right there is your mm -hmm. friends learning through failure or failing at something and learning through that painful experience do you think the perfectionism actually robs us of that opportunity to fail because we always want things to be perfect and really some of the best learning opportunities or growth opportunities are the times we fail it's painful as it is this is when yeah. you usually learn the most and you make the biggest radical changes so i feel like being a perfectionist sometimes holds you back from learning as well and like making mistakes learning because a failure the way i see failure as well is it failure always gives you a new way of looking at things it's a new perspective mm -hmm. it's a new information so it's something that you taught different and then you failed and you're like oh i need to reevaluate that mm -hmm. clearly didn't work it's not the way i imagined it or it didn't work the way i expected it to so it's always presents us with new information that we can learn from and like we can hopefully broaden our like spectrum mm -hmm. mentally as well and growth wise and i think being a perfectionist sometimes robs you of those opportunities because you're like no it needs to be perfect otherwise i'm never launching it or i'm never doing it like i'm never starting a podcast because it needs to be perfect like how many followers do i have i don't have the millions of followers yet why would anyone listen to it and it's it's a learning opportunity. Like you, like you may fail, but it's an opportunity yeah. to take. I think it would be interesting to see if there are actually any studies on this because I mm. think if I, so, if I think of my circle of friends or people that I've known, and I think who are the guys that were just like, well, I wouldn't say reckless, but like would just jump before they wouldn't think before they jumped, right? Yeah. I think that comes down to a certain kind of like personality trait. I think yeah. it also comes yeah. back to your environment maybe as a kid as well whether yeah. you're protected or not or whether you're mm -hmm. um you're coaxed to be systematic in your thinking i think there's a personality trait behind that because yeah. if i look at my perfectionism right so stupid things would wind me up right so if someone did a powerpoint presentation and someone didn't line up all of the text that would drive me nuts <laughs> nuts I literally, when I was working in Canary Wharf, I'd go into presentations, people would draw things up and I'm just like, why don't you just spend like 30 seconds? No, don't, if you put text in the box, don't have the borders all the way out here, tuck the borders in, line everything up so everything is straight and everything's lined up. It drives me nuts, right? Other people will just be like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. And their perfectionism will be in a completely different kind of arena where it's like, okay, well, 
Yeah, Go on. But then here's the question. Would you, you had a deadline, you had a client's deadline. Would you send that badly formatted presentation or no presentation at all? I would, I would, trust me. <laughs> I've done this before. Presentation needs to go in. I'm, I don't care if it's late. It's going in with everything all like lined up perfectly. And it might be like five minutes late, but I would always account for it in my time. Like I have to get this done on time because it, and I would always do things as I go. I'm not kind of person that would build things and then have to go back and like make it all nice and pretty. No, I do that stuff as I go along. So I'm very methodical in that way. And I, I'm, I'm sure there are people who are listening to this are like, yeah, I get you, Pete. I'm exactly yeah, the yeah. same. But it's like, it's, 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 it's fascinating to, to look at how perfectionism manifests in different kinds of people and different kinds of char- like mm-hmm. personality and character traits. I don't know. I would love to see a study on this. So then that makes me think, should we say we should all be striving for excellence rather than perfectionism? It depends, but it depends on how you define excellence. Excellent, because as a perfectionist, <laughs> you're like, well, everything's got to be perfect. Everything's got to be ten, like designed to the top, because that's their perception of excellence. It's a hard one, really, because it is going to be subjective. What What yeah. is the middle ground for this? How do you How do you have this as a trait and manage it so that it doesn't hold you back? Because I think you're very, very right people learn things when they fail at stuff. Like mm. I got told mm. no for a job a number of times. It's like, okay, why? <laughs> why? Yeah. I need you to yeah. write down why I've not got it. And then once you've told me what those things are, I'm going to go fix them. And that's how you learn in yeah. different ways, in different fashions as you go through life. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, my answer to that is how you manage your perfectionism. Mm-hmm. while working on not being so perfect because no one is perfect uh, no matter what we think is maybe just try strive for excellence but still be compassionate to yourself the way you will to your friends mm-hmm. so if you were this is something like i've had to i was talking to someone this week and they uh, and i was speaking really harshly about like myself uh, I was basically critiquing myself that I haven't achieved something. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And I was using like really negative language. And they stopped me and they were like, would you use the same words if you were speaking to your friend? If your friend hadn't achieved the same thing, would you be like judging them so harshly? And I was like, no. I obviously like that would be really rude and like mm-hmm. very harsh to use the same words on someone else in my life. Um, and that made me stop for a moment. And like, it's just that, that self-critic in you is harsher like towards you you always be harsher towards you than anyone yeah. else because it's none of their business to judge i mean to judge others the way they judge you because yeah. supposedly it's there it's in your in your interest that your self-critic is there yeah time. um and i think like it's okay to strive for excellence but sometimes be compassionate with yourself and don't necessarily like tie it to who you are as a person if so, uh, let's say I did a strategy at work and the strategy didn't work, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm bad at what I do or doesn't necessarily mean like I'm awful marketeer, I'm awful media strategist. Um, it may just mean that there were other circumstances that were out of my control. Um, yeah. And I think there's always... Elements, yeah. yeah. And I think there will always be lessons to be learned in whatever situation. I mean, I've got a prime yeah. example where 
and this is, will probably lead on to the goal setting for, for this episode. Mm. I had a, an idea to pull together some people um, to do like an event where we can basically talk investing, money management, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, I had a good, good, good group of people come back and me being a perfectionist, it was like, well, okay, look, guys, what I want to do is I want to get, you know, your agreement for you guys to be involved in this. I feel really strongly we can do something great here. And it was like, okay, well, you know, we need to commit your people. So form a committee, go off and go do it. So me being me, being very, very independent was like, okay, cool. Boom. This is it. Built it. Looks lovely. Mm, go back to the group. And it yeah. was met with, no, 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 no. We don't like this. And there's a long story that I'm not going to go into. But anyway, in that situation, I've learned that actually, you know what? One thing that is very, very paramount is number one, too many chefs in the kitchen is bad. If you're mm-hmm. trying to run with an idea and you're trying to run with a big idea, too, nation, yeah. too many chefs, and chefs in the kitchen is bad. It's okay to get opinions and input, but ultimately you decide what you want to take from that. The yeah. second thing I learned was actually communication is very, very important. And if I look back and I reflect, mm, the communication wasn't that clear because the three of us who looked at this marketing campaign and done all the artwork for it were like, oh, this is great. Boom. Everything, everything's been placed on us. We're just going to do this and they're gonna, we're going to go back and they're going to be cool with it they weren't cool with it and they weren't cool with a big element of, of it that for me was just non-negotiable so cancel yeah. start again bringing right? people on the journey again yeah. bringing people on the journey exactly but at the end of the day it's like okay so there's a lesson there so and i think that's the most important thing whenever you embark on anything whether you do well or whether you do badly or particularly if you do badly you need to understand why you did badly why it didn't work if it did work then obviously you want to know you probably already know why it works you, you're just getting reaffirmation of that so yeah that's a good one um i also wanted to touch on a bit on procrastination again Mm -hmm. because i found this really interesting definition of procrastination that literally is i i mean it's eye-opening when you read it that way when you put it that way you're like okay yes this makes so much sense because we see it as this really innocent thing like oh you're just procrastinating it's not a big deal we all do it but when you look at it like from a scientific description of it, it actually makes a lot of sense. So I found this description by definition uh, of procrastination by a scientist in University of o- Omaha, I think he was. Uh, I think the scientist was Tim Peake. And he says that procrastination is emotional regulation or coping mechanism to deal with anxiety, boredom, insecurity, self-doubt, and more. Mm. Mm. So this is basically how we deal with everything. If any unpleasant emotion, any discomfort makes us like sit down and like just paralyzes us and we're like, okay, no, I don't want to do anything about this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just made me realize that it's not as innocent as we think. It's, it's basically how our brains deal with discomfort. The initial reaction, the coping mechanism is procrastinate this until you feel comfortable enough with the idea, until you like feel like you have figured out a way, and then you may start. Hmm. I'm interested in how, because he, he mentioned boredom. I'm interested in how that, that many of us, because self-doubt, yeah, absolutely. Discomfort, absolutely. Mm-hmm. boredom mm-hmm. though that's interesting that's a really interesting boredom i think again i <laughs> this is not scientific explanation to it but i believe in it 
I think boredom usually just like makes people lazy. Mm. Too much, too much spare time makes people lazy and makes people yeah. procrastinate. E- especially if you don't know how to fill it. If you don't know how to fill your spare yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's how I understand that when he says boredom, could be wrong, but that's my personal like view on why boredom will be. Yeah, I'd love to know from the listeners what you think that basically means. I mean, what do you think? Like, let us know um, in the community and, and in the group what you think that means. And yeah, because for me, that's an interesting one. I can't quite compute that. Um, I don't know, maybe because I have lots of stuff to do all the time, or at least I fill my time with stuff to do. Um, so I can't relate to it, but I'd be interested to hear what everybody thinks that, how everybody thinks that manifests itself. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting one, but it's also like the one thing with procrastination that always, that I struggle with with, when it comes to procrastination is like, we basically willingly commit to carrying over the problems or the tasks of today to tomorrow, Mm -hmm. not knowing whether we have tomorrow. Like Mm -hmm. this is a very, I don't want to say it's a basic thing, but it's one of the best life realizations you can have, which is why you don't know what you have tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You're planning for tomorrow to be like a great day and a perfect day with loads of free time where you manage to do all these things, but you don't know what tomorrow is going to throw at you. So that is the one thing that I always, that helps me when I think about procrastinating something. I'm like, Yes, you could do it tomorrow, but do you know, like work may be really busy tomorrow and you may end up working like 14 hours. So how do you know tomorrow you're going to have more time? Like also I'm adding to your to-do list because you don't want to do it today. Yeah. And I think actually there's a good point in there. And maybe this is a way of actually filtering. If you're trying to look for a a solution in all of this, it's okay. Mm -hmm. So is this really down to an element of priorities? Bearing in mind, you might not actually have tomorrow okay, so how important is it for you to know that you've done this thing in the time that yeah. you have right here, right now? Yeah. And if you prioritize it in that way, then technically you're giving yourself the gift of, I did that yesterday. Ah, now mm-hmm. I can either bear the fruit of it tomorrow or I can move on from it tomorrow. And I think yeah. I talk about this, you know, mindset is a big thing a lot of the time, but there are different facets of mindsets depending on what you're talking about. So for example, with money, that's a mindset, career, that's yeah. a mindset, fitness, that's a mindset, whatever you do, there's a mindset specifically for it. There is, yeah. a, I don't believe that there is a mindset that overarchingly, that o- from an overarching point of view dictates your behavior in each of these facets. You have to foster yeah. a mindset for each of them. So yeah. perhaps that's a, that's a solution. Yeah, but if you had to pick, okay, I'm going to challenge that where you just said, actually, because I have something in mind. Mm-hmm. When you say that there isn't any certain thing in common between the three, any specific mindset, I think there's one mindset that you need to have across anything you do in your life. And I touched on it earlier, so this is like a really nice time. Um, it's relying on discipline rather than motivation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in anything think about financially it works relying on yep, discipline, yep. automating your finances not trusting yourself that you will like put money aside every mm-hmm. month in if you automate it, you're more likely to do it mm-hmm. uh same with investments maybe um works in fitness perfect example me achieving my goals last month of exercising and automating the hell out of it as mm-hmm. much as possible to rely on 
discipline and being in my diary so like taking away the distractions because I knew my motivation is not going to be there forever uh and we all have good and bad days and it also works in careers like you can't like if you're disciplined enough about this is the kind of person I want to be and I will be that person every day at work and I'll bring my 110% every day no matter if I feel like doing work today or not you will discipline yourself to do it. And I think we are, as humans, we tend to be more reliant on motivation, probably because of the feelings it gives us. It's boring to talk about discipline. No one wants to talk about discipline. Because mm-hmm. discipline is like, oh, it's hard. It's difficult. Like, it immediately brings like negative association to your mind. Mm-hmm. Like, it brings the, the um, association of sacrifice. It's difficult. It's hard. It's mm-hmm. long. Like all the negativity. Um, and then when you actually talk about motivation, it's exciting. Everyone watches that video or listens to that podcast, hopefully yeah, yeah. this one, yeah. <laughs> and gets pumped to do things. And then the next day you're like, ah, oh, I no longer feel like it. it's raining today because do I really need to go running? Uh, but I think there, this is the one mindset that you should adopt for everything. And I'm yet to find an area in life where that doesn't work. Do you think that that discipline, though, is dependent or reliant on a system to back it up? A hundred percent. Like, literally, feed your focus, eliminate your distractions. And I have to, so like, only 8% of people achieve their New Year resolutions, yet we all set them every year. Mm-hmm. Only 8% of people. Um. If you think about like when you come up with an idea or sort of action, the reason why discipline works and like motivation doesn't, if you don't, it's, I think there's, I think I'm pretty sure there's research out there that said our brains are programmed in a way. So when we get the um, burst of motivation or a new idea in our brain, if we don't act on it in the first 48 hours, with every next hour since you've come up with the idea, you're less and less likely to work on it. Mm-hmm. One, because our brains are programmed to steer us away from anything new and uncomfortable and unknown because I'm afraid we still have that caveman brain, but yep. we live in the century. So our brains are programmed to like still protect us from any danger and anything unknown. So your brain would find the more time passes by, it's a, a book I read, I just can't remember the book right now, where the more time it passes by since you came up with the idea or you decided to take the action, your brain will find more and more excuses why you shouldn't do it. You'll be like, do you really want to do this? But do you know how much time it's going to take you to achieve it? Uh, do you know how much you're going to have to sacrifice? It's actually scientifically proven mm. that this is how the human brain works. So if you don't take immediate action like to do something about it, the more time passes by, the less likely you are to achieve it. Uh, and I think it's to do with that, not trusting yourself. <laughs> it, it's funny, but don't trust yourself because there will be good and bad days and you wouldn't want to trust yourself on the bad days because you don't know how you're going to wake up tomorrow. Ideally, you'll be happy and excited to go after your goals every day, but we are humans, we have emotions. There's a lot that plays into it, especially at times like this, where there's so much going on in the news, I can't trust that tomorrow is going to be a good day because yeah. <laughs> the aliens may arrive, genuinely. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So I need to put systems in place 
and I think this is why so many people don't keep up with their new year resolutions as well because most people just get really excited because we are in that frame of mind of new beginnings at the start of the year but as we go on how many people actually put things in place how many people actually like sign up to classes commit to goals commit to like still be going to the gym in march after the first month and a half like that's where it gets difficult and i think this is where commitment to yourself comes into play so like I there's nothing I dislike more and that makes me feel worse than disappointing myself like saying mm-hmm. I will do something and then not doing it which is why I rushed like crazy this week to get this website finished because that's a commitment I made to myself and to the accountability circle yeah. and I wasn't going to let myself down because yeah. my brain would learn that programming of what it's like to like fail and like that bad feeling and yeah. then you would emphasize that every time I think about committing, you'll be like, oh, yeah, but remember that time you felt really bad? Do you really want to make that commitment? What if it happens again? So you need to trick your brain. And to do that, you need to stick to your commitments. So if that means start small, like then do that until you can build up to bigger commitments so you can keep up to yourself. Because this is why people say, like, you are, you, you should only be in competition with yourself and it's like because you need to keep up those commitments and that's the biggest disappointment i'll be more disappointed if i didn't keep up to my own commitment than if someone else didn't keep up to commitment. yeah sure yeah i could be i would agree with a with pretty much most of that really to be honest because i think you need you do need discipline in things but i think mm. discipline has to be manifested in habits it has to yeah. be manifested in other things as well because you know, your habits are your physical manifestation of how you run your life. It doesn't matter what, yeah. what, what you do, your habits are there. Yeah. Like getting into the routine or the habit of meditating, that right there is, right, I'm going to do it. I need something to help me do it. But it's mm-hmm. like habit, mm-hmm. okay, the discipline then allows you to wake up and do it at a, a particular set of time. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And this, I think, goes in really nicely to our goals for mm-hmm. the next month. And the habits we're building uh-huh. for the future. Um, so, would you like to share with us your goals for July? And I hope they're ambitious because <laughs> you achieved way too effortlessly your June goals. Uh, so, please aim high. Like you know when they say, like if you if you have a vision, think bigger. Always uh-huh. think bigger. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So, so let's hear it. my goals, my goals moving forward. So. Um, with everything that's happened this month, there's a lot of stuff that's, that's going on right now. So um, on the business side of things, um, I've got a new kind of like baby that I'm working on right now, which is more on the financial literacy type thing, the stuff that I'm really, really passionate, passionate about. So we are having an event uh, August 15th or August 16th. It's going to be a digital wealth conference effectively. So there is a ton of work to do for that. But more specifically on that goal, um, I've got to work through all of the marketing, all the materials, all the speaker briefs, all that kind of stuff. But the overarching, the big goal is we are raising money for charities. Uh, We've selected two charities. They haven't confirmed yet, so I can't tell you who they are. Um, But the big goal is to basically raise £10,000 via ticket sales to these two charities. 
and myself and Crystal, who um, are part of Money Intelligence, and that's the name of the event and the brand, um, will also be doing, well, we're going to be volunteering our time to provide some financial education um, days for the parents of the kids. So these charities work with Black, African, Caribbean children effectively. Um, so mm -hmm. we're going to be going there. Uh, to give financial education days for the parents and we're going to be pushing to raise ten thousand uh, pounds for these charities so that is my big big goal there's lots of small things that i need to do in order of like, pulling off the event um but yeah that's my really really big goal for this month okay so given that we have the podcast every two weeks mm -hmm. what are you going to do for the next two weeks to get to it right like, so... give me the action give me the action so we need to start the marketing advertising campaign for that and we are yeah. pushing for when are we talking about pushing this for we are pushing i've got this written down in my separate book because i make notes and then transfer it into my journal um so the marketing for that needs to start on the 13th so there's okay. a lot of work organizing um the speakers we've got 10 speakers confirmed with we've got 10 topics 10 speakers uh so we need to basically get briefs out to the speakers the event briefs we're going to, need to get um speaker contracts i'm working on those i'll get those done in the next like literally i need, I need to have them done this weekend so today is okay. friday so they need to go out on monday so that's okay. on the list of things to do i need to design all the marketing campaigns and get those running for the 13th um, mm -hmm. so that's one big thing as well then we also need to think about the logistics for the actual event as well so organizing okay. everybody making sure that you know the 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 pages are all set up the website's being built right now we've just done the copy yeah. for that um the okay. branding is all done i need your eye on that actually i think it looks beautiful but we'll be interested to hear, see it from a, a marketer's point of okay. view so those yeah. are immediate actions that need to take place in the next one to two weeks okay that's great really good also a lot to do there and i'm going to add on one thing as well i am going to add on the whole uh mindfulness thing to help me yeah. um yeah. be a bit more um channeled in my efforts and uh try and get me a little bit more balanced because it's crazy right now it really really is my diary is just nuts so i need to make sense of that yeah yeah i also think like for people that are juggling a lot it's literally having sex and you mm -hmm. are juggling a lot so i would love to know next time we speak how you got on with it and whether you're seeing the benefits of it because all my friends like i have a few friends who were meditating before i did and they were all like singing phrases all the time and I didn't know what they were talking about until I started. And now I'm like the biggest med like meditation advocate. I'm like, this is the best thing. Why are we all not doing it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I would love to hear how you got on with that next time. Yeah, um, sure. Absolutely. Okay. So meditation. What's yours? What have you got? Okay. And let me just open my journal. <clears throat> Sorry, you guys. Um, yeah, so for those of you that don't know, I have a journal, a monthly journal, and at the end of every month, I review my goals. So I leave those goals are literally fresh. I set them up two days ago for the month of July. So let me think of the next two weeks. If So one thing is now that my, obviously one thing is actually send my assignments through. Mm -hmm. uh, my I just need to do the polishing and actually just like formatting, but the actual contents are there. So just final touches and sending it through, hitting that submit button, mm -hmm. and then having a mimosa. <laughs> so this is one thing. Um, the other thing will be now that my assignment is out of the way and I have a bit of a break in the summer between my next assignments, 
I want to get ahead with my online courses. So as part of the degree, I also do um, online training courses and mm -hmm. we have one training course a week. I want to get ahead of it a bit because all the courses are already available. So my goal is for the month, if usually you're scheduled to do one course a week, I want to do six for the next four weeks. So let's okay. six to eight for the next four weeks. So let's say I want to do three to four in the next two weeks. So next time we speak, I need to have done three or four of those courses. So Fantastic. two a week. Yeah. They are four to five hours long. So it's serious commitment. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm going to go back to nutrition. So on the wellness side, the one thing I do struggling a bit with, if I have to be honest, um, is nutrition. So for this month, now that I've got the exercise unlocked and I have the mindfulness uh, in check as well, next thing is nutrition. So next time we speak, I need to have lost a few cages and I'll tell you how many I've lost. Um, but yeah, I need to have lost a few cages. I have fine-tuned my exercise program. So I'm doing two exercises, two um, workouts a day on certain days now. And okay. I've spoken a couple of days ago to really like figure out my body type and what food is good for it so i have done all the steps that needed to get that knowledge i have a meal plan prepped and everything so all that's required of me is the hardest part the discipline for the next two weeks mm -hmm. to actually stick to everything uh to the meal plan to the exercise and there should be results i mean if you do that math suggests that we should see some results so um, I have a new vision and like something that uh, someone I was talking to mentioned that I really like to envision at the moment. I'm just going to use that word again. Um, you, I'm seeing myself, the new way I see Polina is as F1 race car. You can mm -hmm. see yourself as a racing stallion if you want to choose anything. You can be an airplane, like private jet. I want. I am an F1 racing car, and if you think about those cars, those cars, even during a race, go into the pit every few laps for maintenance. Mm -hmm. That maintenance, in my world, is meditation, sleeping well, exercising, training, the car training, the car in training, or before they actually go into racing. There's a lot of training. That's my exercise. This is how I've tried to like. I know a lot of people say like your body's a temple. It's true, but for me personally, I can't relate to that as well as I can relate to the F1 car. Right. For some reason, because there's a lot more that goes into it, like mm -hmm. think of all the maintenance of the car, think of all the engineering that goes into it, think of all the trainings that goes into it, designing it, like all of it. I'm like, yes, that's more multifaceted. That's what I can relate to because there's so much that goes into our overall wellness. Mm -hmm. from like mental state to physical to nutrition to how we feel to energy levels and for the last two months i think that has become even more prevalent in my life like i have literally fine-tuned everything there is from what supplements i take to how much i sleep to meditating obviously is one of them exercise so now i'm like okay the only thing left to fix in there is nutrition mm -hmm. so that's the thing i'm tackling this month to really make this f1 car the fastest the world has ever seen <laughs> <laughs> cool. yeah 
That's good. So I'll be interested to hear what are your goals? What have you written down for this episode? Um, because again, we're going to revisit this and we are going to hold each other accountable. I've, I've been, I'm quite conscious whether I've been vague enough with my, with my, with my goals or whether I need to define those a little bit more, but there is a lot that goes into doing all of this stuff mm-hmm. that I've just mentioned in terms of the, the event briefs and the speaker briefs and the, the agreements, because they all need to be drawn up um, yeah. effectively yeah. the website and all of the copy that we're doing for that. I mean, ultimately my big goal is getting, you know, up 10,000 pounds donated to charity. That for me yeah. would be yeah. an amazing thing. And, um, these are the little steps that are going to get me to that place. They're little wheels in the cog of this engine, of this machine that all need to come together to make that £10,000 donation possible. So mm-hmm. um, for me, that's what's really, really important. I'd love to be able to achieve that um, in the next, uh, well, it's, we've got six weeks or so until the event. And um, I'm excited because it is something new. And um, yeah, I can't wait. So I'll probably tell you guys what the event is going to be all about and where you can get tickets later on if you're interested in coming along and learning about money and finances and stuff but yeah it's an exciting time it's a very ambitious goal but i have no doubt you can achieve it and that's why i asked you for like because it's such a big goal i think it's important to bite size it and make a list of all those little steps that you need to get there because for a lot of people that can be overwhelming Ten thousand pounds is a lot of money and like, yeah. unless you break it down into like, what do we need to do to get there? Most people be like, you're crazy. Six weeks in August? You can yeah. how? Yeah. So you need those little steps to show people. And I think this would be like an amazing example as the week goes on. Yeah, um, I mean, we are lucky. We are very, very lucky because we do have a, we've got 10 speakers. So they're going to be marketing. We're going to be pairing all the marketing stuff for them to push out. And we do mm-hmm. have one celebrity who's coming to speak as well so we're hoping that he's going to help us pull those numbers in like really pull those numbers in we're going out doing yeah. releases um all kinds of stuff basically to to try and get the word out that we're doing this so yeah i wouldn't say fingers crossed because there's there is a science and a method that we're working towards but you know giving some money to charity is great i would love to be able to write a check for ten thousand though mm. oh it would be amazing and guys this is like extraordinary and with this one peter is stepping into the extraordinary because we literally spoke about this a few weeks ago when like i think you were still coming up with the idea that wasn't even i think you always had the idea of doing events like mm-hmm. around financial education but this has only come to fruition and to life in the last few weeks and he's pulling it off in the middle of august so it's a perfect, perfect example how you can set a goal as big as you want it to be. Like as long as you've done like the preparation for it and you are taking the steps to get there. So like I'm really excited for people to come on the journey with us and like watch it, make it happen. Because well, there is a yeah. there's a much much bigger goal for this. I mean, we want to turn money mm-hmm. intelligence into a physical, and we we don't have one of these currently. We want to turn it into a physical event where people turn up and we have you know all of the you know monzo starlin money box insurance companies new age crypto people all of these people in a location where we can provide it yeah. hopefully to the general public for free and we have a, a real means to encourage that conversation of money which is the name of my channel coincidentally but basically improve um, financial literacy so this is the first one we're doing it digital it's going to be via zoom because obviously the lockdown but we are going to build to basically make this a physical 
event mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. we do have a timeline for that um i'm not going to share that just yet we're going to see how this one goes first and then build from there but it's it's, it's, it's exciting if we can pull this off it's going to be amazing so yeah yeah stepping stones stepping stones absolutely uh, it's definitely like a step in the right direction so i'm really excited to see how it goes but guys uh i hope you are going through your goals as we speak and you are thinking how if you haven't achieved your goals how can you change them how can you bite size them now that we're talking about this and i hope this has inspired you to think big like literally if you have ideas think bigger challenge yourself when i came to this podcast peter didn't have the mindfulness on his target list for this month and he started that in mm-hmm. i came in saying i wanted to do four online courses this month knowing that each one of them is 45 hours so one a week and i increased it to six to eight so I nearly doubled that while we were sitting here thinking like because i said thing bigger i need to preach, like do what i preach uh, so and this is a good example and because we have the accountability circle in exactly two weeks time again um you know we'll be delivering on that like even if we don't then we can talk about the struggles as well because it is a learning curve and that's how we learn but i know that that will give you that extra motivation you need to achieve it so like think of your goals think of how can you bite-size them so they are achievable in the space of two weeks and don't say things like i want to stay for a house that's not achievable in two weeks that's great the ultimate goal however what are you doing in the next two weeks does that mean eating out less does that mean saving more every week does that mean um cooking at home more often rather than ordering takeaways like those are the little things you can do in the next two weeks to get you closer to saving for house yeah absolutely and I, i completely agree with that you know try and be specific try and you know think of the bigger goal but try and chunk it down into small things the little things count little things that add up over time so and if anybody's listening to this and you, you're thinking about money specifically trust me i'm the money guy reach out to me on ig let's have a conversation 